Hey everybody, welcome to the ScourgeCast episode number one. I'm Mike Rosello and thank you so much for joining me. Before we even get going, I want to start off by sending out a huge show of gratitude, appreciation, and well wishes for the man who made it all happen, Mr. Don Scorgy. Don kind of gave a home to all us misfits, weirdos, and outcasts and made a place for us to feel welcome and comfortable. And it was um, a wonderful time. So thank you very much, Don. We all appreciate it. And I hope you know that many of us still have very fond memories and seems like yesterday. So I'm going to start off before Scorgies even started, um, at least the downstairs music part. So even as a young kid, I was always into music, buying records and 45s and listening to Top 40 radio. And I used to actually listen to Casey Kasem every week at my little transistor radio with a white, hard, single ear earbud. Remember those? Kind of like a precursor to earbuds. And I would keep a spiral notebook. And as he would read off the Top 40, I would write down every artist and the song and the, and the chart position from week to week so I could see, you know, um, uh-oh, Billy Paul, me and Mrs. Jones is passing up uh, Lighthouse's Brandy this week. And I was just um, kind of nerdy that way and st- probably still am. That's why I'm doing a podcast, right? And like I say, I was always into music, but it was the top 40 stuff that Casey Kasem would talk about every week. And, you know, the Paul McCartney's and Nelton John's and things like that. But then when I went to junior high, I made friends with Barry. He became my best friend. Even though we were, this, you know, young, the same age, um, somehow he had a job at the House of Guitars. And he turned me on to this whole other world of music that I had no clue existed. Things that... I had never heard of, and probably most people at that time, you know, hadn't either, unless you were um, a music, a cool music insider, but, um, you know, things like Bebop Deluxe, Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel, Sparks, Roxy Music, I mean, I had no idea of these things, so that was uh, a very huge influence on me in I'm always grateful to Barry to this day. And we're still in touch. He lives in California now, but we talk on the phone once in a while. But um, one time, Barry said that there was a band playing that we had to go see. It was a punk rock band, local band. So we decided we had to go. And, you know, I didn't even know what to expect. I didn't know what punk rock was. I'd never seen a local band. This was in a little bar called the Electric Circus. And I had never been in a bar before. I'd never seen a small local show, club show. I'd seen a lot of concerts, but they were all like, you know, war memorial shows. Um, You know, Cheap Trick opening up for Ted Nugent and ZZ Top and things like that. I'd seen a lot of those, but I'd never been in a small uh, club show. So, um, and we weren't even old enough. I had to, well, I don't think we had to sneak in because I don't think they even checked IDs, but we weren't old enough. In fact, I didn't even drive. Barry's father had to take us. <laughs> but um, so we got in, no problem. The band was New Math. And as we were watching them, it just uh, changed my life. The 
intimacy, the being right up close, the energy, the different kind of music. And they were carefree and crazy. It was it was just amazing. In fact, at one point, the guitar player Dale took out a forty-five record and he started playing his guitar with it, like a using it like a guitar pick. And after a minute or so, he he just flung it like a frisbee into the back of the club. And I'm kind of looking around and I didn't see anyone going after it, so I said, you know, I gotta go get that fucking thing. So I went went in the back, and it was dark in there, and I I didn't know where it went, but I was crawling around on my hands and knees, looking under tables and everything, and uh, I found it, and I brought it home, and that thing stayed on my wall for um, probably 20, 20 years. And I remember to this day, it was a Jethro Tull 45, living in the past, and he had crossed out the T in Tull and turned it into a D, so it read Jethro Dull which, you know, I thought was pretty cool. But after that, um, I don't know whatever happened to that place. Uh, actually, there was another another show. I don't know if it was the same night as the New Math show, but there was a double bill with Perubu and the Suicide Commandos, which was also just <laughs> amazing. I still listen to the Suicide Commandos today. I think they only have one album. But it's awesome. So yeah, I don't know if that was the same date or if I had been there two times. As you'll you'll learn from the rest of this podcast, my memory is not really too good. But anyways, um, shortly after that, Scorgies opened. And, you know, that's, that's where it all happened. That's the beginning of everything. So... So I don't really remember the first time I was at Scorgies, which is kind of strange because you'd think it would be such a memorable and monumental night, but um, I, I don't remember the first time. I just remember always being there. One thing I do remember, and I don't know why this sticks with me because it's kind of weird, but you know, Scorgies was downstairs and you had to go down the stairwell to get into the club. I kind of always remember hating being in that stairwell there always seemed to be a line that moved really slow so you were in there for a long time and I don't know if I'm claustrophobic or just a little anxious but I hated it It took so long and you know the the bouncer was down there taking the money and checking IDs and you know one at a time people would go in but it would seem like it would take a long time but when you finally got through that door and you were in the club it was like uh, in The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy comes out of the cabin and all of a sudden you go from black and white to color. And here you are. For some reason, I would always go straight to the DJ booth to talk to Luke Warm. He always played T-Rex when I came in. He knew I liked it. I'm not sure if... I didn't realize it at the time. I found out, well, actually very recently when I was researching this podcast, that Luke Warm was... um like the T-Rex guy, you know, he had all the, the albums and the info and the, you know, the history, the trivia, the, he was the T-Rex expert, and I never knew that at the time, because um, I wish I did, because, you know, Mark Boland's my guy, and then all the music, oh man, there were so many great shows there, the national and international bands, um, but for me, it was all about the local bands. I just, I just felt, 
It was like a party. It was like you were there with your friends. You'd see the same people every week. Um, the dancing was was wild. There was pushing and shoving and some pogo dancing and things like that. It was a ball. Now, most of the time when I was there, probably like 99% of the time, it was with my two buddies, uh, John and Greg. Um, my other friend, Barry, who I talked about before, he had since uh, left for college. He went to New York and then um, stayed there for a long time. Then he moved to California. So I don't think he was at Scorgies too much, maybe a few times, but he wasn't a regular. But I was with my friends, John and Greg. The three of us would always go together. We were in a band, but not like a band that played at Scorgies, more like a, a wannabe band in the basement just for ourselves. We weren't very good. <laughs> but um, we thought we were a band, and we acted like a band. And we would always stop on the way when we were going there to get a bottle of Southern Comfort. We would be swigging it and chugging it on the way down in the car, smoking weed, so... We were always pretty much cocked before we even got there. You know, it was those crazy teenage drinking years. And, you know, I probably don't regret it. But then again, I wish I had more memories. Cause, <laughs> um, I know I saw a lot of shows. I remember a lot of shows. But some I don't remember too good. But anyways, I think it's time for some music. I think probably the most frequent and consistent band playing was Personal Effects, so we're going to highlight them tonight, and we're going to start off with Fascinating Game.
right. I think that might sound better now than it did back then. I think there's a an actual full-length video on YouTube if you want to check it out of personal effects at Scorgies. And uh, the quality is not terrible. I would, I would recommend, if you like their music, recommend checking it out. So, yeah, some of the other shows I've seen there, um, like I say, the, the local bands, the cliches, Cappy and the Frenchman, New Math, Personal Effects, the Flash Cubes, 145, I think, I remember. I'm sure there's more. Uh, the Prestones, can't forget them. Um, all right, here's a weird story. One of the bands that I really like back then, and still now actually, is more of a hardcore British, almost like a second wave of punk when they kind of got a little thrashy. Um, the band is GBH. And as I was researching on the Scourge's Reunion website for the podcast, I saw a poster of GBH playing at Scourge's. I couldn't believe it because... I don't know how I missed this. I, you know, I was always reading the free time like the Bible. I was always aware of who was playing and what was going on. But for some reason, I, I guess I must have just not known about GBH. So I was talking to my buddy Greg about the podcast. I said, Greg, did you know GBH played at Scorgies? And he goes, well, yeah, we were there. What? So, yeah, he was telling me that we, not only did we see him, but after the show, they were, like, really cool, and they were hanging out in the audience. We were actually talking to him. He said he can remember they were drinking Rolling Rock beer for some reason, and I, I just, I can't believe that I don't remember this. So we not only were, you know, saw them, but we were actually having a conversation with them. So I didn't miss the show. I just don't have no fucking recollection of it. Greg's got a memory like an elephant. Thank God he's here to remind me of stuff. Um, he's got all this ticket stubs and T-shirts to this day. I got rid of all that stuff, and I I could kick myself for that. I don't think he still fits in the T-shirts, but he still has them. Uh, so some of the other shows, um, Johnny Thunders, I can remember. I can remember yelling out for Pirate Love. That's my that's my favorite Heartbreaker song. Just just seeing Johnny Thunders, I mean, he's like a hero to me, you know. And there were so many others. Tom Verlaine, the Cramps, and, okay, <laughs> Marianne Faithful. <laughs> I remember that show. I was at that show, and I do remember it. <laughs> I think Marianne was more fucked up than I was. Uh, anyways, let's play another song. We're going to do, you know, more personal effects. We'll do lowriders this time. Enjoy.
All right. How do you not love that? I still see Paul and Peggy out at a lot of the concerts and at the Jazz Fest and things like that. It's always cool to see them. So, oh, something else I remember is in the early days when New Math, I remember what they would do a song called Money, and people in the audience would start throwing money at them. And I'm not talking about dollar bills, I'm talking about coins. And they were throwing them hard, and it looked like it fucking hurt because they were getting pelted. But they just kept on singing, and Kevin would scoop up all the money off the stage and stuff his pocket, so I don't think he minded too much. But that's just one of the stupid things I remember. So I want to go over a list of the bands that I have so far. It's an extensive list. But of the major bands that played there, and if anyone has any other ones to add that I missed, please let me know. seems like every time I go online, I find another band that had played there that I either forgot about or didn't know. So these are the national bands that I've found from the Scorgies Reunion website, the Facebook page, all those cool posters, and from my own memory. So we have the Go-Go's, 10,000 Maniacs, The Replacements, Alex Chilton, Hoodoo Gurus, Wasted Marianne Faithful, MX-80 Sound, The Bangles, a little band you may have heard of called The Ramones, Waitresses, The Gun Club, Tom Verlaine, and one of my all-time favorite shows at Scorgies, as well as one of my favorite musicians, Willie Loco Alexander. X played there, John Cale, The Meat Puppets, Johnny Thunders, Joan Jett, 999. Wasmo Nariz, Fear, Rockets, Big Youth, Tav Falco, Violent Femmes, the show that I don't remember, GBH, Jim Carroll, Suicidal Tendencies, Mission of Burma, The Flesh Tones, who are still around and kicking, just saw them recently, Sylvain Sylvain, Walla Voodoo, The Dream Syndicate, and Romeo Void. So that's quite an extensive list. Very impressive, and I can't believe... All those bands played here, and we all we had a chance to see them in the early years, um, and it was always such a great time. I don't know if I realized at the time how, how lucky we were and how big these bands would become. Some of the bands, you know, I, I know there's the story about Elvis Costello getting kicked out and the Cramps tearing down the ceiling tiles and Don getting mad at them and stuff like that. I might wait till someone who actually witnessed that to tell the story because they could do it better than me. I only know it at second hand. But anyway, I think we'll play one more song and then we'll wrap this episode up. I hope it didn't suck too bad. I want to thank everybody that's helping me out with uh, information and sending me songs and things like that. I'd try and name them, but then I'd forget some people and that would suck. So uh, just thanks to everybody. Hope you enjoy it. And we're going to go out with one more personal effects song. See if you can guess what it's going to be. And please keep listening. If you have any ideas or suggestions, or please, if you want to be a guest, that'd be awesome. I want to talk to anybody who is in a band, in the audience, a a fan, people who work there. Anybody's welcome, because everyone's got good stories, and we want to hear them. All right, until next time, thanks a lot.
yesterday. I knew I had to find a 